Welcome to season one of the Overcomers Podcast. We are going to talk to you about overcoming adversity and living your dreams. If you've ever struggled, this is for you. We're going to talk to you about such struggles as drug addiction, relationship struggles, parenting struggles, incarceration, being displaced from your home. We're even going to touch on things such as sexual assault, or even if you just struggle with finding your purpose, finding your passion, being part of a community, this is for you. Like I said, if you've ever struggled, this is for you. So welcome to the Overcomers Podcast, where we're going to help you to overcome the adversities of life and live your dreams. Yo, 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 it's your girl in boy CT. I'm Travis Barnes. And I'm Cindy Barnes. And we're the founders of Journey 333 and the founders of the Overcomer Podcast. The Overcomer Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333, which is not just a gym, it's a coaching center. It's a place where you can go to look better, live better, and feel better. There's a lot of threes there, and I challenge you to come in and find out more about them. But with all that aside, let's talk about who we have on the show today. We got with us a legend, a living legend. It's mm-hmm. Elaine Lelane. Elaine Lelane, there's so many notes that I have about her because I really just want to do her uh, great justice for everything that she's done. Elaine Lelane is wife to Jack Lelane. She has been a pioneer in the broadcasting industry. I can't wait for her to tell you about when her and Jack first met. Uh, she was actually a television broadcaster when that happened. Over the years, Elaine has been an integral part of the Jack Lane television show, which aired on TV from 1951 to 1983. That is a long-running TV mm-hmm. show. She, is, uh, she has been part of the Jack Lane Power and Fusion Juicer infomercials. She's made appearances on countless television programs, such as the Today Show, The Early Show, uh, Friends, Fox and Friends, Howard Stern. So she's just awesome. <laughs> at, ni- at 95, at a very young 95, she is still doing full body push-ups on her toes. Woo-hoo! So Elaine, Elaine, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are a dynamic duo, let me tell you that, okay? <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, Elaine, Elaine, before we get on with the show and start asking different questions, if you could, I'd love for you to also share the books that we got going on. You have a book that's already out. I'd love to just let our viewers yes, know. Yes, it came out last uh, last year. Uh, the uh, I've written, this is, a, I'm on my seventh book now. <laughs> wow. But, uh, but the, recently, the last year, is um, if you want to live, move. This is Jack. And then my co-author, Jamie Brinkus, putting the boom back in the boomers. He wanted to do a, <laughs> a book with me, putting the boom back in the boomers. And uh, we, we have uh, uh, there's lots of uh, inspirational stuff in it. And, and uh, I think it'd be, it's, in on, it's on Amazon if anybody wants it. The, um, the, the, we have uh, part one, renew, part two, reshape and part three is refuel so uh and then i've got in the back i've got a little picture of me in the on the television and this is when i met jack right there uh that's before we even dated and then there's jack pulling 70 boats with 70 people um in long beach harbor handcuffed and shackled and um uh, 70 years old when he did that? He invented the the first uh, stretcher, first instant breakfast. There's me on television. 
And so we've got a lot of these little pictures in the back. And there's Jack with three pounds of fat on the lecture. <laughs> that, <Wow>. that's <laughs> anyway, awesome. that's us younger when we were younger. <laughs> so, anyway, this is uh, on Amazon. If you want to live, live, move, putting the boom back into boomers. And the other, the other one I'm doing with Greg Justice, it's called, this is Greg's idea. He wanted to do one about Jack, his legacy. Pride and discipline. Jack was always talking about pride and discipline. The pride and discipline, the legacy of Jack Elaine in his own words and those he's inspired. Um, I've got uh, Lou Ferrigno is doing the foreword. Um, I've got Keith Morrison saying some things about Jack. These are all people who, and, but it's mostly his writings, the things that he's written that nobody's ever seen before, like Dare to Dream, The River of Life, Contribute to Your Longevity, Are You a Walking Billboard? Um, we even got some of his quips and humor. He was a very, very funny man. And visualization, how he visualized his uh, handcuffed, shackled, and towing a thousand pound boat from Alcatraz to the main mainland and things like that. So um, that's another one that that's be, that'll be coming out in a, hopefully in a few months. <laughs> just amazing. And anyway, just try amazing. to just spend the legacy of Jack Lane. Look for it. <laughs> Look for it for yeah. sure. You even have uh, Arnold in that uh, book, right? Arnold is uh, yeah. awesome. Uh, Arnold tells stuff. about, you know, how he met Jack and he says, uh, he pooped us out. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> and awesome. On, on the beach, in, in the Venice beach. And, and, uh, and so, and they went into a, doing a, a contest, doing things. And, and Arnold tell, always tells a story about how, Jack, uh, he, he's he had tremendous endurance, and and so he pooped him out. <laughs> That's terrific. Well, I love those two titles. I love what those stories are about, and I love the fact that you're sharing with people that if you want to live, move. It seems like that is also part of your legacy. I, I I've always found it impressive. I've run into you at Idea World a couple of times, where uh, Cindy and I uh, typically travel to it annually, except for this past year when uh, everything's been shut down. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when you when you're there, you know, I mean, everybody's circling around you while you're doing push-ups on your toes. So I think that you have a lot to teach people about, uh, you know, stay moving to keep moving or keep moving to stay moving, however you want to put it. You know, I just think that's awesome. Well, if, if you don't move, what happens? You, you, you atrophy, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you've ever broken your arm or, you, you know, you, 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 it's in a, well, years ago, they used to have been casts and then the, the, uh, the arm would atrophy. But if you don't move it, it's, it lose, it lose it, you'll lose it. <laughs> yeah, right. If you don't move it, you lose it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a, maybe a cliche, but it's very true. Very true. Well, you know, you've just done so much in our industry. I'd love for the people that are unaware to have a little history. So if you could, Take us back. I, I think the year might have been 1948. Uh, when did you and Jack meet? Well, not till 1951, and we didn't date till 1953. Oh, okay. there you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Went together six years, and we were married 52. So there you go. Now you got. Now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think there's a little fun to the story. So you were a television broadcaster when you met Jack. He was coming on to a TV show to do some of his uh, things. And uh, 
And when he met you, you had a coffee in one hand. What did you have in the other when you met the Well, <laughs> uh, we had an hour and a half. I was on an hour and a half show called the Les Malloy Show. Uh, we had a 12-piece orchestra left over from radio because radio, they always had an orchestra. So we got the orchestra, um, and this is all brand new in 19... 19- I'll tell you, let me go back even further. In 1948, my very first commercial was at six o'clock at night. Television didn't come on till six o'clock at night oh. at that time. And um, and so I I got this job of opening up, a, a, a coming in and with a bag of groceries and opening up the bread and going, good. And then I'd, we'd drive up. Everything was live in those days. So we'd drive up to the transmitter, and I'd, you know, do my commercial and that, and leave. And that was my – and I got $10. Oh, that was a lot of money in those days. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's, that was my – Just for smelling it and saying good. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a loaf of bread. I mean, that was a commercial, you know, for laying whatever the name of the bread was. Well, anyway, so then now television starts at uh, at um, four thirty in the afternoon. So now we're starting at four thirty. The the and I'm now now I'm on this show. I don't work for ABC. I work for the fellow Les Malloy. He was a, a famous disc jockey in San Francisco and. He saw me on, uh, at the um, Emporium de- demonstrating 45 records. And somebody said, can I get Bing Crosby on, on, on 45 records? And I said, no, but you can get Perry Como and he sounds just like him. And so, <laughs> <laughs> so I list walks over because he was doing a personal appearance there. And he said, you know, how would you like to, I'm starting a television, how would you like to, be on my, you know, come on with me as my girl Friday. In those days, they call them girl Fridays. Oh, really? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they did, they did, co host didn't come on till much later in life. <laughs> but um, anyway, I, um, I was on this. So we had this show and I booked the all hour and a half of it, hour and a half, all the guests. And, um, and we had to drive up to the transmitter. To, at first to transmit all this stuff mm-hmm. so um and then when we moved downtown um to the nbc building and they rented space down there um that's when i met jack uh, i had jack on the show i think he had a, i had him on at the, uh, the transmitter though before that and i thought so we have jack on the show and i got this call from oakland and this gal says i got a guy who could do push-ups through your whole hour and a half show i said Oh, that would be fantastic. So he came on and did a uh, push-ups through a whole hour and a half show. And then in 1951, he started on on ABC. And that's when I we were in the newsroom. And the, in the, those days, the newsroom was very small. You know how big it is today. The newsroom were, had uh, three people that worked in the newsroom. And there were uh, two other desks. One was for uh, our show and one was for Jack's show. And um, so in the morning, when his show started, I would walk in with my cigarette and my chocolate donut and my bear claw. And 
I guess he got so sick and tired of it. Then when I'm walking by every morning, you know, when they're getting ready for the show and I'm walking, my desk is in the back, so I have to walk past them. And um, so he came over and he said, um, you know, you should be eating bananas and or apples and oranges, but didn't like it. I, I wouldn't tell you this. I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should take a puff off this cigarette. Okay. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> But, you know, as time went on, we got laughing, and he was very funny. And um, so he, he, I, I, uh, one day, he brought over a, um, he brought over a, a pictures of black lungs, no, pink lungs, black lungs, holy lungs, lungs with holes in them. And he says, and this is what happens when you smoke. And because everybody smoked in those days. You know? Sure, it was cool, right? Oh, yeah, it was cool, you know, I guess. So anyway, I I looked at that picture, and then his brother happened to pop by that day, and he said, you know, I just quit smoking, and he said, I, and it, and you know what it is? You've got black lungs, you know, and it takes a whole year to get that out of your system. Oh, my gosh. So then I really, that hit me, right? I just, bang, I, I quit smoking, never smoked again. Wow. So, wow and then awesome. when he was so, so, I mean, you couldn't be around Jack and not want to do something, want to do something for your body. And so he was so, I went home and I started broiling everything I used to fry. I changed my whole life around and I the blues were, when I quit smoking, the blues were bluer, the greens were greener, everything, my eyes were better, my body felt better. I, it was an amazing thing for me, and I've been a convert ever since. There you go. <laughs> so that, that's leading us to another subject or another area of your lives, which this show is about overcoming adversity, and, and you know, throughout our lives, you know, we get a lot of challenges, but at this time, that Jack was encouraging you to be healthy and that you couldn't be around Jack without wanting to do something, as you say. That being said, uh, Jack was not necessarily embraced by everyone. In fact, the medical community at that time was advising against exercise, oh. uh, resistance training for athletes and women. Of course, it was totally off limits for women. And so can you tell us a little bit about that? Those are right. Yeah. Well, in the, in, in those days, in, in the, 40s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. I mean, it went on for a long time. But in the movies, they made the uh, people with the big, strong men look like they didn't have any brains up here. You know, I mean, that's what they. And so, I had this concept that you know, big, tough. You know, I I don't know what I had, but anyway, I I I know that. People in those days, they would say, you get muscle-bound. Oh, you, if you work out with weights, you get muscle-bound. And the doctors were against him. They called him a crackpot, a nut, and a charlatan. And uh, they, uh, he, young kids would make fun of him. Let me see you comb your hair, you know, because it, they, it, it made, it, in the, maybe in the funnies, they made people that couldn't even lift their arm because they had you know, so many muscles and things like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was a, a lot to overcome. And the, the medical profession, the coaches, 
uh, Jackie Jensen was a, a, a very, very famous foot, a, a baseball player. He was a friend of Jackson. He used to have to give him keys to go into the gym because his coach, if he found out he worked out with the weights, he would, he would be very upset. So wow. coaches in those days uh, would not let their uh, would not let their athletes work out with weights. And now it's all the rage. Uh, <laughs> Jackson, he says, yesterday I was a, a, a crackpot, a nut in the Charlotte, and today I'm an authority. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, he's been called the, the godfather of fitness. You know, they talk about Steve Jobs being a visionary. They talk about Walt Disney being a visionary. But when you can go against the medical authorities and just have a belief. And when I open up, when we open up Journeys, Journey 333 is our franchise. And when we open up those, we order equipment. When Jack opened up his first gym, he had to design, and invent, uh, engineer, you know, I mean, uh, if you could talk a little bit about that. I mean, that's yeah, amazing. What he had to do was um, he had a, a see, Jack, uh, uh, his last year in football, and practically the last game, he uh, hurt his uh, knee, and, his, and, and uh, the doctor probably said he would probably never walk again. He had an operation on it, and it was very, that was in the, when, in the 30s. And um, so he rehabilitated his knee, but uh, he felt that that uh, it's a very very important that you you know keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. I I uh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, well, we're talking asked, about him inventing that equipment, you know. You oh, know, the, the equipment. So. The knee had to do with the equipment. Mm -hmm. And um, so he had this idea of, of rehabilitating the knee and he came out with a leg extension machine. Mm -hmm. And um, um, Palmer, uh, Jack Palmer was a, uh, worked for Jack at the gym and he was a pattern maker. And he made patterns for Jack. Jack would draw out what he wanted, and then he would make the pattern, and then Jack would bring it down to uh, a pattern, a, 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 a blacksmith named Paul Martin, and Paul Martin made the equipment for Jack. I still have the original leg extension machine, the original squat machine, which is now the Smith machine, and we'll have a story about how that happened. Uh, evolved into the Smith machine. Rudy Smith was a good friend of ours. And uh, that's the squat machine. Well, but Jack invented that. And I have the very original one, which is all hand, uh, you know, done. And, and it's all uh, with, with uh, what do you call that stuff that you um, <laughs> put it, put it together, not with, with, uh, um, oh, I'm having a, um, hmm. As far as, uh, you know, when you're talking about the Smith machine and the cable machine and the way that they were assembled, um, you guys, uh, he invented that first cable pulley, didn't he? Is that how that was? Yeah, the cable, with see, were, they had cables in those days, but they, he invented the first weight selector, which brought up the weights. Uh -huh. And that's how, that's how he, he, he did, he did that. 
Wow. So, um, but you know, many people that are listening don't realize this. In fact, resistance bands have become quite popular nowadays to work out with. And he invented that idea as well, didn't he? I, I mean, you guys. Yeah, that, we did that in, 19, uh, in the 1950s, early 1950s. Uh, Paul Bragg brought over this piece of rubber, like it was about this long. And he said, look, Jack, what could you do with that? And so Jack had this great big idea, and we went to a, we went to a, a manufacturer, and and we had molds made and rubber pulled into them and poured into them. Then the molds. Uh, so the first glamour stretcher was born at that time. So glamour stretcher, glamour stretcher was what it was called. Yeah, glamour now, stretcher needs yes, away from men, right? Right. Oh, so, wow. So, well, getting back to getting back to the leg extension machine, it's I was trying to think about the word welded. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> all right. So you needed the, a welder. The word welded floated from my brain, <laughs> <laughs> but it was all hand welded, you know, all handmade and all done in those days. And then later on, Paul Martin, as people left Jack's gym, uh, they. Uh, open their own uh, own gyms, and then they would go to Paul Martin and have these these uh, the leg extension machine made. They'd have a have the squat machine made, and so that's how it all started. And Jack never patented any of this because he who knew, who knew he didn't know about patents in those days, and and so then it it just evolved, and yeah. and that's how it's. I don't think there's ever. I mean, I probably with the new inventions now now Rudy Smith took the squat machine and made new innovations on it mm-hmm. but uh, so very, very interesting did you ever have a, 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 a word float from your mind like I could not oh. think of the word weld and <laughs> I have it happen all the time yes. <laughs> yeah 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 Sometimes our own, sometime our own child's name floats from our brain. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, no. You know, so I just find this so inspiring as an entrepreneur. You know, I think I have a vision. But then when I listen to Jack LaLanne, uh, you know, his story about actually having to uh, engineer, weld, uh, design, uh, just kind of create in his mind the way that he thinks that people should be exercising. He actually had... I opened up gyms because I thought it was a good fit for me. He actually opened up the first gym, the first health spa. 1936, right. And that's when he he had this dream, uh, dare to dream. That's one of the things he's written about. Um, Yes, he designed designed it in his head. See, he knew, see, he took... After he met Paul Bragg, he he bought Gray's Anatomy, and Gray's Anatomy he read from cover to cover and back to front. You know, he knew everything about the body, workings of the body. And then later on, he became a chiropractor, but he never practiced because, in those days, of what the, the chiropractors were not recognized by the medical profession. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he had doctors working out at his gym, and he didn't want to have, I didn't want to lose them. <laughs> so he just kept it quiet for quite a while, but he has a degree in, in uh, chiropractic. 
So he knows, he knew everything about the body. And so when he designed these things, he knew what was, what would work and what would not work. And he, he used himself as a guinea pig. He always would say, I'm a guinea pig. <laughs> I'll try this. I'll try that, you know. And that's how he came up with a lot. And he visualized. And you were talking about he had a great visualization. Yes. He visualized what he wanted. And so everything that he's ever done, he visualized himself when he did his swim from Alcatraz. He visualized himself coming out of the water. We have that in our new book, uh, Pride and Discipline. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's just take a minute for the listeners. And let's just think, uh, I'd love everybody to just kind of catch on to this because whether you're a fitness enthusiast that's listening in and you're enjoying some of the equipment that you work out with today, if you're a gym owner, if you're an entrepreneur, whoever you are, you know, let's think about some of the things that Jack had pioneered. So he was rehabbing his knee before rehab was a thing. He became a chiropractor before chiropractic was accepted. He was a manufacturer of fitness equipment before there was a such thing as manufacturing fitness equipment. He had the first health spa, right? And going against the total grain for a vision, for a belief, you know, let that all inspire and let that sink in. Have you ever believed in something, but had other people tell you that you were a crack pot or that your uh, dream was just crazy, but you pursued it anyway? Let Jack LaLanne and his story inspire you to do just such a thing. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, did I did I capture some of the things that you're pioneering? Right oh now? my gosh! I went. I that's beautiful. <laughs> I just you you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get a sitting ovation from me right now. <laughs> if I stand up, you'll lose me. <laughs> well, well, thank you. You know, because it's so special to that me. Was beautiful. Yeah. I like fitness to have you on the show and. Uh, you know, Cindy, did you have a question? I'm well, sorry. I, I did. I had a couple. I know, first of all, um, it's such an honor to have you on here, for sure. Were you one of the very first women in in um, networking, like speaking on television? You had to have been, right? Um, hosting commercials or TV shows? Were you? Well, uh, maybe one of. <laughs> one of, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, probably on television, uh, there were there were a lot of a lot of people in those days. Betty White was uh, doing kind of the same thing in, uh, that I was doing in San Francisco, and there were like three shows like I was on. There was uh, Del Courtney, who was an orchestra leader on CBS, and he had a, an hour and a half show, and then um, and then there was NBC. They had um, they had another gal over there. That not, not they didn't have the music, but we had an orchestra, and so did the other uh, CBS. But on NBC, these were all at about the same time, and there were a lot of women uh, in in television at that time, and and also in Los Angeles. Remember, I'm I'm in San Francisco, so I I wouldn't put myself in the in the category of you know. Um, probably one of hundreds, you know, but not, you know, yeah. but it's, it, it, I was well, one of the first a pioneer people. On that, huh? sure. You were definitely pioneering. Um, yes, I, we, it, it, it was pioneering. It, yeah, it really yeah. Was. yeah. And so my other question, um, you guys did a juicer. 
Yes, and that that didn't we didn't do that until at the end of 1999 or, t- or beginning of 2000. But Jack juiced all his life. He did. Okay. Yeah, I mean he he started out pressing. I mean they had some kind of a press that they pressed in you know in the the early early days. So, but he's always had a juicer. But the, the juice he didn't design any juicer. I mean, he, he, we, we, um, we got involved with this particular juicer because it had it. See, in the, at, when we came out with our juicer, they the holes were about this this big, you know. But our juicer had one that you could put the whole, you know, several carrots in, and 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 then of course then that took off and everybody went into the bigger the bigger hole to put the thing in because you'd have to cut up everything. And and then put it in this little hole, you know. Oh, but yeah. now uh, everybody's got one of these big ones. You can put a whole apple in and all that stuff. Right. And they've got uh, all different kinds now. Well, you know, but anyway, I've I've been a, I've been doing a lot of um, that a lot of research on Jack's um, on Jack's uh, life, uh, and I have so many. So much memorabilia, I couldn't, I mean, I would take me hours to tell you about it. You know, um, uh, he, uh, he, he taught me. I, um, I remember him when we, when we first went on nationwide, we, he said to me, um, I'm going to Los Angeles to start a show. And he says, you're going to do my lectures and uh, you'll do the show for me up here until we can get on you know, on, on, on tape or, or on, on film. So I'm taking to the airport and I'm, oh, I've never done a lecture before. I can't do that. And um, he said one thing to me, and I, I want to tell everybody this, that if you know your subject and what you do, to do you can talk on it. And you know, that hit me right between the eyes. And I said to myself, well, I do know my subject. I do know what I'm, so I guess I'll just talk what I know about and just be me. You know, sometimes we have to think we have to be somebody else and we have to be a certain way. You know, even when Jack started on television. He says, oh, I thought you had to be a, I thought you had to be a certain way to be on television. You had to do this or this. If people would learn to just be themselves because there's only one of each of you. Mm. There's only one of me, only one of Jack. And we're all individualized in this life. And uh, so therefore we have something to give and we have our own personality. And so we can't be somebody else. We can only be us. And you know that that song, "I Gotta Be Me." Jack, he was, uh, he was a good singer too. And that's how we he sang to me the, our first date. Because you're mine. Da, da, da. We had to wait for our, our uh, to go into a restaurant for our table with the, some of his friends. Mm-hmm. And so the piano player he used to sing around San Francisco, so he piano player knew him and he says come on over jack sing a song so he sings this song to me and i said oh my gosh i danced with him at at a company party and i've danced and he's a good dancer 
my gosh, he sings too. <laughs> a, a dancer, a singer, he can do push-ups for an hour and a half. He's an inventor, he's a visionary. Oh, so terrific. So ter you know, that is such a great little thing that you shared about just, you know, there's only one of you and just being ourselves and allowing, giving ourselves permission to do that. And, you know, just being proud of that fact. Let me ask you, what lessons from uh, the life of Jack LaLanne or from the life that you've had together, uh, what do you think are some of the biggest things that people could glean if you really wanted the lessons to, to be the legacy? You know, what do you think are some of the most important things for people? Well, I've written, I, um, Maria Shriver asked me to, to do a little piece and she said, what are the three words that, you know, that describe kind of your life? And um, I came up, and then I'm thinking it back with Jack. My, uh, so I came up with the word ARC, A-R-C. And then I added the H to it. Actually, my son's in mom. That would really be an arch. Mm -hmm. So attitude for A. You are attitude, you are your attitude. Uh, if you don't like your, if you don't like yourself, change it, you know. Uh, you can change your life and you can save your life. And uh, resistance for R, of, of the arc. Um, resistance is, is a, a key to building your muscles. If you don't have resistance, you know, it, it helps build your muscles, right? Mm -hmm. Resistance, resisting the food that's undermining your health. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so your body needs oxygen. And so how do you get your oxygen? How do you really get it to make you feel good? That, that oxygen makes you feel so good and when you work out and when you exercise. So resistance is, in, uh, is the second word. The third word is consistency. Being consistent about everything you do. In other words, you don't slack off. You're, that's not being consistent. I mean, if you decide you're gonna work out and you're gonna go on a, uh, you're gonna eat right and, and exercise, then be consistent about it. So make it a make it a habit, and then I the, the last word the letter would be H for harmony. So if you have all this, then you have harmony in your life, and so because your attitude it starts with your attitude. But Jack always and where does your attitude come from? Right between your ears, as Jack would say. Your mind is a mind. And and right here, what wiggles your finger? What 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 everything everything starts here. And so if you have a negative mind and a negative energy, well, it's just gonna go downhill. You can either go uphill or you can go downhill. You can't, you know, so you have to make up your mind whether you're gonna do it. So moderation is one of the things that Jack taught me. He says, if you do everything in moderation, you cannot go wrong. And you train, when you train, you train for life. 
your bank account and your your health account are synonymous. There, you know, you can't. The more you put in, the more you can take out. And you wouldn't put water in the gas tank of your car. So, and Jack never. Uh, he never uh, sacrificed strength for endurance. He believed in endurance. In other words, a lot of people are just build up and boy, they get a lot of strength, but they don't have that endurance. And that's why he, he trained for endurance and he believed in balance. So if you have all this thing, you have a balanced life. So, but you don't jump from the bottom ring up to the top ring on a ladder. You, you make haste slowly. You don't step one step at a time. So those are little, some of the things that you asked me what he's taught me and what I've learned through life. Uh, those are just a few of, of the things. Those are good words and, of wisdom right there. Your waistline is your lifeline. That's, his, no, his, uh, that's one of his sayings. He's got so many of them. And the river of life, that's another thing that's in our new book, uh, Pride and Discipline how he talks about the river of life, your bloodstream. Your, your bloodstream is a river and it goes through your body. And what you put in, you know, is going through your body. So when you eat properly, think of all that river of life, just, you know, being clean and wonderful and, and uh, working for you. Wow. There's some pretty good quotes right here. You know, waistline is your lifeline. Uh, thinking of the, the ingredients into our bloodstream is that river of life. That is a great analogy. The, uh, and anything is, one of his, his, his sayings is anything is possible in life if you make it happen. And you can make it happen. And, and he always, one of the things that I remember is, are you a walking billboard? A walking billboard. Oh, is when you, the way you walk, are you slouch? Do you, do you, how do you act when you, and what, what do you say when you're walking? Or are you, you're being with people? What do you, what, what does your body say? Wow. So, That's so good. That's so good. You know, Tony Robbins talks about the emotional triad and he says, that the emotional triad is three things, you know, that, that emotions don't come to us. We go to emotions. And what he says is that it's how we posture ourselves, which is exactly what you're saying. It's what we think about, which is what you're saying, and the language that we use to speak to ourselves. You know, I feel like Jack LaLanne was, uh, you know, the, the inspiration for some of these mind-right maniacs that we have today. You know, I think it's Todd Durkin, and he's now the mind-right maniac, but I I hear through Todd Durkin some of the wisdom of Jack LaLanne, you know, and, uh, you know, of course, Jack LaLanne was talking about the emotional triad before Tony Robbins wrote it down on paper and, and gave yeah. it to the world. You know? Well, he does. He, he, he writes a lot about the brain. I mean, almost everything that you'll see in, in this book that will get it, uh, how, how everything starts up here. And it's, but he makes things so simple. I mean, a lot of times I'll read a book and it sounds, oh, it, it's, it's so, oh, it doesn't hit me because it's so, too many words and then he, he, he hits it right on the nail, you know, and <laughs> makes, awesome. makes you want to wake up. <laughs> <laughs>
That's terrific. So this book will be coming out in the next few months, and we already have the book out. Uh, well, we have several books out, but the most recent book is that if you want to live, move. And then, of course, the uh, Jack LaLanne uh, book, Pride and Discipline, is coming out in the next few months as well, right? Yeah, this is the cover, but this is my birthday present from, I mean, birthday card from, <laughs> he sent me the, the cover of the book, and that's that's the cover of the book, and that's uh, from uh, Greg Justice. <laughs> that's my co-author. So, <laughs> Greg Justice is an amazing human being. I have. Yes, been. he is. Yes, yeah. he is. And Todd Dirk, all those guys. I mean, they're they're so great. And of course, I've given the Jacqueline Lane Award to Todd Durkin, You know, yes. And when he accepted, were you there when he was? I was asked? there. I was there. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. terrific. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, first, you know, if you have any, I mean, you've given a lot of wisdom. I don't want to. I don't want to end this episode without giving you uh, any final words of wisdom that you'd like to leave. Or if, uh, if you feel like you've given us a lot in the last few minutes, then uh, I definitely want people to be able to follow you, uh, to be able to keep on learning from you. And so I'd love it if you'd well, provide the way. To do that. I just, you know, I, 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 your, your, yours is about overcoming obstacles. There's a, we have a, a thing in the book called Overcoming Obstacles and where Jack tells about his knee. His last uh, at football, he, you know, he said he'd never walk again. I, uh, I fell and, um, and I, I hurt my knee and I, and I had a cast on it for like three months. And I was determined I could either go one way or the other. I could feel sorry for myself and have myself a little pity party. Or I could say to myself, tomorrow's another day. We're going to get better. And you're going to get in every way. You're going to get better. Mm -hmm. So every day, and my mother used to say this, in every day and every way, I'm getting better and better. So I said that to myself. And so I would just take it and just bend it and bend it and bend it and bend it, hurt. But I had this visualization that it was going to be perfect, and I it, it ended up being I could hit, I could touch my heel to my butt, <laughs> and that and that was many years ago. But that's just one little obstacle that I overcame, uh, and I've overcome a lot of them. I lost my daughter when she was twenty-one, and and um, in an automobile accident. Those are things you can have pity parties over or you can go on with life. And so I, what I wanna say to everybody is that life goes on and you're here and you've gotta keep going. And um, you, if you have your little pity party and you wanna uh, feel sorry for yourself and stay in bed or stay in your room or, or feel sorry for yourself, then that's your problem. But if you don't want to do that, then just get going and, and just be positive and visualize yourself as whole and perfect. And uh, that there's, there's the old mind working on it again. So put what it would in you, your mind. What would you say at the age of 95 and with everything that you've done and overcome, what would you say since there's so many people listening to this episode that, you know, maybe thinking about fitness or... Sometimes maybe they use the excuse and they say, oh, I'm too old. 
to maybe even just exercise. Oh, that's it. A lot of people say that. Or I've got a bad back or I've got a, well, if you've got a bad back, you can, you have a bad arm, you could work your <laughs> arms or you could, you know, you can do this. Or even if you're in a wheelchair, you don't, and you can't even move your legs, you could do something up here and, you know, and at least keep the, the blood circulating and somewhere. And if you can't move this part, do, find a part that you can move, you know, just anything that you can, you know, be positive about. Uh, and I think a lot of people, you know, and, and, you know, they look at these basketball players running around with their wheelchairs and playing basketball. They do it, you know, so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's all in, again, goes right back to the old mind. You've got to make up, make up your mind. Yeah. And Jack used to say, I said, Jack, um, I said something about it. He says, well, it's mind over matter. I said, Jack, would you mind if I do this or that? And he says, well, it's mind over matter. If you don't have a mind, it doesn't matter. So, <laughs> and then I, I said, Jack, I'll be there shortly. He says, I'll be there longly. And <laughs> I have a lot of that stuff in the book too. You know, I said, a lot of his humor it's really funny. The humor part has got has got a lot of cute stuff in it. You know? oh, of course, I think that's great. You know, I think that what I'm just learning from you that I'd like the I'd like the listeners to grab hold of. Uh, I'm a fan of Wayne Dyer, and I think of his quotes a lot. And he says, "If you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change." And I like what you were saying about if you have a bad back, do you have bad arms? Or if you're in a wheelchair, there's still things that you can do. So maybe the encouragement here, if I could almost kind of summarize that, it's like, are you looking for what's missing or are you looking at what you can still do, right? You know, if we're looking yes. at the back, that's what we'll be focused on. But if we look at the opportunities we still have, we can uh, engage in life and, and, you know, continue to take steps to be healthy. So that's really, really good. Really good. So if people want to learn more from you, Elaine, what is the best way for people to follow you or for uh, people to contact you or uh, to just to continue to, to keep on learning from you? Well, we have Jacqueline.com uh, Jacqueline and we have Shop Elaine. We've got a lot of his, his shows. There's five shows on each, each uh, uh, video, each video. Uh, and we have uh, like 50 of them. And we have them on our shop, Lelaine, on jacklelaine.com. And there's two N's in Lelaine, L-A-L-A-N-N-E. So if you look around in there, we've got T-shirts and we've got hats and all sorts of stuff. So, uh, and, but we've got, um, uh, we've got even, I, I don't have the glamour stretcher anymore. <laughs> That was people are still people are still write in and said, "Do you have a glamour stretcher?" <laughs> and, wow! And everybody else has got a stretcher. <laughs> should have a museum with all these things. You know, it's just amazing, amazing. Um, let me <laughs> let me ask you this: uh, What's the best social media to follow you on? Is it Facebook or is it Instagram or? Oh, I'm on it? Facebook. Yeah, you know, Claire works for me. She said, "Well." People are, they laugh and they get a kick out of it. Uh, they, she'll say, hey, do something. Well, I'll, uh, 
what am I going to do? I, I don't even think. I just do something or I'll maybe do a exercise or maybe I'll do a... Uh, yesterday, I think I posted, uh, and if anybody's in Orlando, Florida, go to the NBC Cabana Beach Resort Hotel, Universal. It's right there at the Universal theme park. And uh, they on the second floor of the hotel, they have a 5,000 square foot Jacqueline uh, fitness studio. And they have all in that 5,000 square feet, they have all of Jack's memorabilia. They've got his jumpsuit. They've got, they've got his paddleboard. He paddleboarded from the Fairline Islands, 26 miles and uh, nine and a half hours. Uh, he's, it's got all sorts of old juicers and, and, um, and then they have a show running up there. So if you're ever there, that would be fun to, for you to see. Wow. At the Beach, the, the hotel is really fun too. It's all retro. Yeah. yeah so people should, people should definitely research the fitness achievements of Jack Lalane. Uh, yeah. You know, on, those you know, are we're, both, we're on, we're on, Insta, we're on in, in, uh, Instagram and, and Facebook. And um, if you just go and put our names in, you'll find, you know, some of the lectures I've done and some of the interviews I've done. And, and, uh, and, and of course, a lot of Jack, you'll see a lot of Jack on that. Yeah. Uh, he talks a bit. There's a lot of, a lot of him on all over, all over the, if you look his name up. <laughs> well, you may not. I, I, I don't, I, I, you know, neither Jack or I are people who to, like to toot our horns, you know. <laughs> so you, if you don't ask me, I won't tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, uh, I'm even inspired, not only am I inspired by all the different things, whether it be pulling 70 boats with 70 people in them or things such as that, but I challenge the listeners, look up the Jack LaLanne push-up. See if you can even do a push-up like Jack LaLanne. He used to do it with his hands stretched out over top of his head, off of his fingertips. Uh, isn't that right, Elaine? You know, There's a I want to say to, to everyone, too, this is a little thing that I saw uh, years and years ago. It was during World, during World War II, and I'd lost my friend in Iwo Jima, and my mother bought this book of, of sayings, and, um, and there was something that stood out in my life from that time, and um, tis the set of the soul that sees the goal and not the storms of life. And that's stayed with me all this time. Could and, you say that one more time? I'd just like to absorb it. Could yes. you say that one more time? Tis the set of the soul that sees the goal and not the storms of life. And I just, it just hit me and that it was a beautiful, beautiful saying. I don't know, it's a, an anonymous saying, I think, but it, um, it, it's, it's helped me through life. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah. I, and I hope it might help somebody else, you know. My father said to me one time, I said, how could I ever thank you for what you've given me, you know? And he said, you never thank me. You pass on what you've learned to, what other, for, to other people. And if you just pass it on. And, uh, and that's what Greg is going to do too. He's going to be passing on things that, um, that, he, that he knows on to other people. 
So, um, so those are just little things that don't get me into philosophy. I can keep going forever. <laughs> I love it. I'm a very, I'm a very philosophical person. I, I appreciate the, uh, the uh, bonuses that we've been getting right now. And well, I, uh, you know, I'm impressed with you, the way you summarize everything. I mean, he's got a brain that talk about a good brain. I mean, uh, he, he takes that and absorbs everything. And then he, he makes it so simple and makes it just like, well, this is the way, and he and the categories is something. Thank you. I really enjoy learning from people like yourself. I'm taking a lot of notes today, and I want to make sure I've processed it in a way that I can really apply the knowledge. In fact, uh, this is something that everybody should know. As you mentioned that, and as you mentioned what Greg Justice is doing with a, a Pass It On Award or uh, essentially a Pay It Forward Award, isn't that how Jack spread his message of fitness when there were so many people that didn't know what he knew because of course uh, he was pioneering something against the medical community and against many popular mm -hmm. beliefs. Uh, what would he say to people when, uh, I mean, wouldn't he just tell people to just kind of pay it forward or pass it on or how was he spreading his message of fitness initially? Being the example. Okay, being the example. He said, if you are an example, you pass that on. Because mm -hmm. if, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's as simple as that. Yeah. Jack was, did everything very simply. I mean, he, he tried to make everything simple so that we, we, we could put it and roll it around in our brain and figure it out, you know? <laughs> so That's such a good message, too, you know, that we all have to walk our talk, right? Just so important, yeah. you know, just make sure that you are not only uh, spreading the wisdom of fitness, but that you are an example because people definitely follow our actions more than they follow our words. And uh, boy, if I could only hope to do half the things that uh, Jack LaLanne did, you know, that would just be an amazing achievement in itself, you know, so uh, <laughs> well, thank you so much. Well, uh, he's, uh, he was amazing. I mean, he, he really did. And, but he never, he never felt that he says, I'm just getting started. You know, he was on his way out and he says I'm just getting started <laughs> because he never neither one of us had an ego you know he never thought uh, he never thought himself as a celebrity or anybody famous he always all he all he cared about in his life and this till the day he died he says all I want to do is help people to help themselves Mm. That, that's another simple statement oh. i mean that's as simplicity was his life being saying it in a simple way so that everybody could understand it and uh and be an example such a good mission mm -hmm. help people help themselves and and that doesn't just come from uh showing them what to do but uh, challenging their mindset the way that jack did uh you know because maybe it begins right here right so yeah that, Terrific. That That's terrific. right. Right. So. Oh, Elaine Lalane. Elaine Lalane. Thank you. Thank you so much. Follow Thank her you. on Facebook. <laughs> Check out the book that's coming out. Check yeah. out the books that are out. Check out the Jack Lalane website. Check it all out. Elaine, this has been a big honor for us. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, uh, it's been an honor for me too. And as I said before, I will, 
you can summarize, and I'd, I'd love to hear that summary that you gave. <laughs> For sure. That was a beautiful summary. Oh, and right off the top of his head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. And thanks for being on. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Overcomers Podcast, sponsored by Journey 333. When I am not hosting the Overcomers Podcast, I am working at one of our fitness franchises so that I can continue to help people overcome adversity on a daily basis. That's right. People come to the Journey 333 fitness franchises because they want a coach in their life. They want somebody to help them overcome the adversities of life, motivate them to higher levels of greatness, bring out their potential, help them lose weight, get off medications, fight depression, fight anxiety. That's what we do on a regular basis. If you feel like you want your life to be about helping more people to overcome their adversities, if you feel like you're an overcomer and you want to create more overcomers, then maybe owning a Journey 333 franchise would be for you. To find out more, go to www.journeyfitness333.com.